If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. Today joining me is my producer, Matthew Aldis. Matthew, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Thank you very much for having me again. Again, yeah. Uh, you might recognise Matt from our previous episode where we looked back at our year doing this gaming podcast and looked back at our best moments. And that was received really well, wasn't it? Yeah, I, more more than I thought it was going to be because I thought who's going to care if I'm on the podcast. But apparently people like listening to it. So that's always good news. They loved you, mate. They loved you. As soon as they knew you were on, they started listening, which is really good. It's, it's just the edits mate it's just the edits <laughs> <laughs> but off the back of that what we decided to do is bring you something a little bit different again um just to see if you like it really because um because of how well the episode did last time uh it's just look through our history with gaming both myself and matt uh, because you, you've heard a lot from professional esports players and streamers and uh industry leaders within the esports and gaming industry and um i think it'd be a bit different to look at our personal experiences with gaming where it all started for us favorite games favorite consoles um so if you like this episode please let us know because we'll be doing more of that moving forward uh but i'm just i'm also interested to hear matt side of gaming because um we had a brief chat before we started this podcast and some of the games he was showing me were horrific, so it's it's no surprise that he's not a a massive gamer right now. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, we can change that and go through it uh, anyway as we do this podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, Matt, what's your what when you think of gaming? What what do you think of in your past, and what is your relationship to it? Well, when I when I think of gaming, the fir- the first thing that comes into my head, and I've spoken to you about it before, just in conversations on the phone and stuff, is my dad buying a Sega Master System with Alec the Kid on it and playing that. And I remember it was like a very big deal in the house. At the time, I mean, they still are. At the time, my parents were separated. So it wasn't in the house all the time. It was it was just when I went to my dad's. And I went to my dad's once every, what maybe once a month for a weekend or or once every couple of weeks or something. We'd get this chance to play this game. But my dad was destined to get into gaming uh, quite heavily but he was really precious over his console so he would really limit the time that me and my sister were allowed to spend spend playing this this game this Alec the Kid game but I remember just being in awe of this machine at the same time it was short-lived because I went back home and we didn't have anything like that and we didn't have anything like that in our house for a long time everyone had the internet and we still didn't have a computer <laughs> we were we were we just weren't that sort of family that was like very quick <laughs> to act on tech I I sort of never really had that opportunity it was only really friends and and being around other people's houses and stuff where I got to see any resemblance of gaming so for me gaming like when whenever someone says gaming in, in by default in my head it goes to like this really 
sort of like pixel based, really like <laughs> old school nineties kind of like image in my head of of my dad plugging in that Sega Master System. I'm sure my dad has had all those kind of stuff, but I mean, my first it's it's really interesting you say that about how it kind of wasn't available to you all the time because my first memory with gaming was the original Game Boy, and that was something that was available to me all the time because it was mine and it was on me all the time. So that's really interesting. The fact that I grew up in an age where gaming was a really personal experience where and you could play all the time wherever you were. You didn't need to be sitting, you know, you didn't need to go to your dad's or your mom's or whatever to play to play it. You could you could play it on journeys or you could play it at school or you could you could play it whenever. So that's really interesting. And maybe that had something to do with the fact that you You've been not slow getting into gaming, but you're not. You're well, not like I haven't exactly been fast. Like, <laughs> well, maybe slow old. is the right word then. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I mean, it's not even like it's just something that for a long, 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 long time I just didn't get. I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand mm. why you. And this probably sounds really condescending to people that have grown up loving games, and I and I don't mean it to. It's it's. It's just my experiences. I just couldn't ever understand why you would prefer to to play a game instead of watch a film. I was really yeah. into movies. When, when I was growing up, I was really into movies. So the only ever real relationship I had with games where I, I felt like I really wanted to play a game was when it was like linked to a movie. It might have been like a Spider-Man or a, yeah. a Batman game or something like that. But the, even then, I'd play it and I'd be like... I. I'm not getting anything out of it. And it's because what I've learned is it's because I'm playing the wrong game. I don't really like that sort of game. That's not what I'm, what I'm into in terms of gaming, but I could, I I could never get it. And it's, I think it's just because by the time gaming became available to me and I could afford my own console and stuff, I would go out. And by the time I was like maybe 18 and, and could afford to go and buy my own consoles and stuff, I did, I did just that. I bought, I've bought a, a place. I've bought a PlayStation four three times and sold it again because I'd buy it first off and then sell it because I didn't play it. And then I'd be like, oh, I really want to play that game that I've just seen has come out. And then I buy it again and then I sell it again because I don't. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't. And I did it with like um, Nintendos and uh, I never, never bought Xboxes. I don't, don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and I, d- I don't really understand why I just didn't ever like keep hold of them and, and, and sort of realize that you can play different games. I just, I just, ne- I found myself never playing it until later. It sounded like you didn't, you didn't have an attachment to them. Like you didn't have an emotional attachment. Yeah, it was to a very much a material good to me. It mm. wasn't, there was no, there was no emotional connection to it. There was no like yeah. childhood nostalgia to it. This is beginning to sound a bit like a counselling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, but the, the, the thing, the thing with, with that is, it's like I have all these memories of gaming, like all of my memories of gaming are sporadic. Like, yeah. I, like I, I have, like, I remember my stepbrother having a Mega Drive and playing the Mega Drive. I remember going around to my friend Ant's house and playing, um, the PlayStation, the first PlayStation, PlayStation One, and playing like a an an, an NHL hockey game and a cricket mm. game. Mm. Um, I remember, Brian Lara. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. When we did get a PC under the stairs, like everybody 
had uh it had like some games on there what do we have let's say we uh, like had lemmings and uh donkey kong and some weird mystery having to solve it game and then a uh star fox what was it called we were talking about this just before we started recording star star fox star wing well, Star, Star, Star Fox is the character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing those, and like, and and I remember my dad getting into things like Age of Empires, played yep. Sims a little bit. I tried the whole Pokemon Game Boy thing. I never got into Pokemon. No. I never, I never caught onto that phase. As I've gotten older, I sort of know what I'm looking for. I enjoy it so much more, and especially, you know working on this podcast and stuff and learning a lot more about gaming and streaming and um, pro players and uh, and all sorts mm. is you can't help but start to sort of grow a fondness for it yeah i mean it's re- that's really really interesting because I, i'm almost the exact opposite of that because i gaming was central to my life and it, it still is i think for for me I was emotionally attached to every piece of tech or every piece of gaming console that ever had. And I think for me, it was more about, it was about the imagination of it. So games that really push the imagination and push you to other worlds and to get you thinking and and looking for something or adventure or those kind of games. I mean, looking back now, I never realized this before, but looking back, those were the games that I, I loved more than anything else. They, that kind of imagination and these like fa- fantasy worlds. Yeah, that outer world stuff. Exactly. Like Pokemon, um, Pokemon Red was was the first game that I can really remember. I mean, you, you said you never got into Pokemon, but I was really into the Pokemon trading mm. card game. Mate, I was really into was. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh as well. I was the odd one out. I was the odd <laughs> one out. You're not into Yu-Gi-Oh? No, man. Like, I, none of them. What the... about... Di- what, Digimon? No. Anything like that? No. No. I had Pogs. I had Beyblade? Pog. I had Pogs for a Did bit. Did you have Beyblade? No. Oh, Pogs, yeah. I had Pogs for a bit. I just didn't have access to to a lot of this stuff. And it was it was almost like you'd go in to school and you would have saved up whatever pocket money you had to to buy your like £1.50 packet of Pokemon cards. And there would be some person in school and i can think of his name right now that's like (laughs) that's that's mum that's mum has just given him like you know bought him like 10 packs on the weekend yeah and he he, it's just like i just thought what's you what's the point like what's the point in trying to get excited about something that someone's just going to tear you down every time you go into school i never played into big uh what would you call them fads or big trends i never yeah. i never played into them um but funnily enough with with i say i'd like i really really liked movies and stuff and i grew up really liking film and i, and I really got into film never liked fantasy stuff so i wonder if that played into like why yeah, why i struggled with games as well because I, I most ne- of the games about their work on a fantasy base what not there as well I ne- never got i could i couldn't suspend reality for long enough mm. to be able to mm. to believe it it's, apart from your big you know later on down the line like your big like lord of the rings yeah those sort of big spectacles the star wars um stuff if it wasn't based in some sort of reality i struggled with it 
a lot less like that now. Early on, I was very narrow-minded when it came to anything creative content, Mm -hmm. if it was fantastical or fantasy-based. You said films were almost more important to you than gaming. To me, they were were an accessory to gaming, and that goes with like TV shows. So I used to watch a lot of Pokemon when that was going on, and and Yu-Gi-Oh! was a a massive TV show, and um, also Beyblade was, was going on, and Warhammer... Those kind of TV shows, I would play the games and I watch the TV show because it, it would make the games even more special. So you would you would see it game first and then the TV show. Yep. I would be TV show and then the game. Yeah. It's interesting that your brain like is wired the opposite way, like games first. Yeah. Well, uh, you're with with Pokemon. You're Ash Ketchum, aren't you? Really? You, I think you can create. Can you could could you yeah you could make your own name and you could in into the actual person I think who you are at the start but like to me when I watch like the TV series that Ash Ketchum I would want to kind of almost do what he was doing on the TV like in the game and to me that was like really interesting like even stuff like Dragon Ball Z that was huge when I was growing up um, I remember vividly. It was the Powerpuff Girls, which I never used to watch, <laughs> and then yeah. straight after that, it was Dragon Ball Z. So I used to, I used to. It was on at five o'clock. So you, clo- you closed your eyes and put your fingers in your ears until Dragon Ball well, Z came on, it. and then you... I watched it. I watched it, uh, obviously. But no, it was. Let's have a look what channel it was on. See, I, I, I mean, I remember all of these TV shows, but like, how old are you? Are you're. Because you're I'm young, twenty-eight. You're twenty-eight. See, I'm thirty-four. So it's like it's the difference, like in that, in that, in those six years. It's crazy, isn't it? Cartoon Network, sorry, is the T is the TV station. So, like, it was like Ed, Ed, and Eddie as well was on. At this, like, yeah. in that, there was like, as soon as I got home from school, it was sit in front of the TV, put Cartoon Network on, watch the shows, play my Game Boy, and then you know go out and play football or whatever. I was always like, you talk about fads and like being involved in like different groups and stuff, and not wanting to get involved in certain things, but. For me, I was I was always in the mix of both the, I don't want to say geeky crowd, but like the crowd that liked the Pokemon and stuff. But I then I was also playing football with the sporty the sporty lot. Yeah. So I was always in the middle of that, and I was I always found myself in the middle of maybe think like wh- which am I? But I was both in the end, and that's why I've I've grown up like in FIFA games and Pro Evolution Soccer and things like that, and Football Manager because. Although I like the the fantasy side of the games, I also like the sports games as well. Um, so yeah, like Cartoon Network was a massive thing for me growing up. And um, yeah, I mean, so you like what what Pokemon would you choose at the start of a Pokemon? Did you go Bulbasaur or I may I did you cannot remember. Like, I, I didn't play it for long enough to really even I couldn't even name you five Pokemon on on one hand um go on Matt. go on try and try and name five all right okay um I mean I can obviously go Pikachu because I I know yeah. that one uh I mean you've just given me you can't use that one but I'm not going to use use those ones so I'll give you a clue when you start wait, wait, the wait, new no, game don't give you me get a clue to choose my, I'm 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 really I'm really using my brain <laughs> to try and think back you get wait, to choose between, a... between three don't you at the yeah, start but... I'm just trying to think of five. I don't care if it's from oh, okay. the TV okay. or from okay. the game. Uh, right. Okay. So Pikachu. How long have we got? Shall I, shall I time you? Because Wait, this could be the Charmander. whole podcast. Charmander. Yep. Yeah. That was one of the original ones. Uh, yeah, the red. Yeah. Um, uh, Squirtle. That's one. Yep. That's three, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
What's the pink one? The big, uh, Jigglypuff. That four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Blastoise. Blastoise. That was that's the, five. the third that... generation, wasn't it, of Squirtle? That was... Well, Blastoise. That, that, there you go. I've that, That's the... I can't believe I managed to do it, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... So... I would have been... I, I, I never would have been, like, gone main, mainstream. I, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I would have chosen. Back then, it probably would have been Bulbasaur, I imagine, because it's just not one of the main ones. See, I even had Pokemon Yellow, where you start as Pikachu, so you don't get the choice with the three. You start as Pikachu in uh, Pokemon Yellow. But with with Pokemon in particular, just while we're on that, and we're talking about films, the Pokemon films were huge as well. When they introduced like Mewtwo and Mew and all the other you know the new pokemon because there was a big thing about it being like the was it the 101st pokemon wasn't it mew and then mewtwo was the 251st pokemon because there was only supposed to be 150 so um yeah the movies played a big part in my childhood as well with those kind of fantasy movies and um yeah i, I always like that kind of fantasy yeah. element and as we go into like the next console uh generation for me um we're talking like Game Boy Advance, which again follows follows on from the Pokemon stuff, and then we're looking at PS One, Nintendo sixty four, when like it really started to ramp up for me. And I've got the I've got my Nintendo sixty four behind me. It's still one of my so most prized possessions. What was, what was your first proper console that you owned? Games console. Yeah, like I I say pro- proper, like a Game Boy isn't a proper one, but like you know, like a proper like not plug a handheld, into, yeah, like not standalone. Handheld. Yeah, um, I'm I'm guessing it would be the either the Nintendo sixty four or the PS one, but I don't. I remember the Nintendo sixty four way more vividly, and I've got a much more emotional attachment to that. Like games like Golden Eye, which is. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, two of the best games ever made. So even now you can play them and it's still incredible the the games. So did you did you have um, any any run-ins with like Dreamcast? Or was that dead and gone by the time you got to that point? Dreamcast, no. I don't think I ever no, I don't think I ever went <laughs> near Dreamcast. Yeah, I don't think I ever went near that. Dreamcast, Mega Drive. I think I was too young for that. Mega Drive was like mostly all the all of the Sonic stuff, like that I remember my stepbrother had a mega drive and he had sonic on that and again but my stepbrother lived with my dad so again it would be like when i go to my dad's tell a lot when you just said sonic we you just said sonic i remember playing sonic on the sega mega drive yeah i definitely i did enjoy that i liked sonic i, I won't tell a lie I like I, I like sonic but the mega drive came out four years before i was born that's mad which i would have been four years before you were born so i would have been two would have been two that's crazy because I remember yeah. it, I remember it. So I must have been so young when I first started play it, playing it. I've grown up thinking like, oh, I didn't really play ga- games and stuff, but I did. I just, yeah. did, it just didn't ever form a massive imprint on on my life until now. It didn't. Your life didn't revolve around it, did it? I yeah. think that was that's the thing. Whereas, because the more I think about it, there are the, all of those instances. Like I remember playing an Indiana Jones game on like a Mega Drive or a Nintendo. I can't remember which, but I never had an N64, but I did have a Super Nintendo that we picked up in a car boot sale. And what I did, which everyone would be 
probably hate me for now is I had like a Game Boy emulator cartridge so yeah, I could play my Game yeah. Boy games on the TV, right? Mm. So I had that be- because I couldn't afford any of the games. And there was a game shop in town and I would go to it and I'd trade in some games and try and get a new one. But what what would always happen inevitably, because back in those days, you couldn't just like look things up and watch trailers on YouTube of games and try and like work out yeah. what you thought was best or download a, a demo or whatever. Inevitably, what would happen is, is you'd have to trade in four games to get one one game. And I didn't have any money because we weren't like rich or whatever. I trade in my four games for the one game. And then that one game was a bit rubbish. Because there was no way for me to know. It's just, I just... Yeah. And now I've only got one game and I can't trade in. So now you're just trading down. And it's bad investment <laughs> from day one. Like, it's just... So there's lots of things like that that probably I wasn't smart with that turned me off mm-hmm. uh, games. And then I never used, like, birthdays and Christmases for, like, anything to do with gaming. I never uh, I never asked for games over over Christmas. I don't know. Like I remember I asked for an electronic drum kit one year. Like, like it was always mm. stuff like that. But yeah, I think I think all of those things combined just just sent me on a path of it never, yeah, it never forming s- some sort of like emotional attachment. So your first console would have been? I think it must have been a PlayStation, original PlayStation 1. But I don't remember that as vividly as the Nintendo 64. The Nintendo 64 was the first standalone games console that i absolutely adored and would be on it every day without fail and it was it was something where because because the nintendo 64 had like cartridges that had the save game file within them so i would take that round to my mate's house and we'd play games there and like for example there was this one of my friends couldn't beat the bit in the Legend of Zelda when you have to go in the the mouth of that big animal at the start in, Z- in Zora's Kingdom, and he couldn't beat the uh, the boss in there. So I used to take my games cartridge there, show him how to do it on his games cartridge, and then it would save. It would save onto his, um, and uh, things like that. That like even social interactions would be even like later on, like when you come to like you know secondary school or whatever. When friends come come round, it would be to play FIFA or Call of Duty or uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six or uh, Metal Gear Solid or wh- whatever it might be. But I still had that football element as well uh, with with my life. I always used to play football as well. But um, yeah, because football kind of manager was a big game for you. When did football manager yeah, come huge. in? Come into play in your gaming life? There was a, there was a time. With football manager, not so much now because I, I I I do it for work. But there was a time when we used to go on holiday. Uh, I'm talking like abroad to Spain, and um, I used to hate going to the beach anyway because because why would you like sand in your feet and on your hands? It just makes no sense. So I used to get like a big umbrella, and I used to take my laptop abroad and play football manager under the umbrella on the beach because I was that engaged with it. At what age? Secondary school, 100% secondary school. So it would be 11, 12. Even the concept that you would have a laptop, that's where the like the divide is. Even though yeah. I'm, I'm a new new father, father and I know that you know my son's going to have a laptop when 
he's a lot younger than yeah. I was. But it's just such a different world. Like it's just so, and it's crazy that that six years difference is such a huge canyon of divide yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of experience. Because I could yeah. never even think about having a laptop or anything like that. It wouldn't have even ever been a possibility. Probably until I got to college, 17, second year of college, something like that, I didn't entertain the idea of of trying to save up for my first Mac, I think, because I was doing like graphic design in school. But then I guess it's all relative, isn't it? Because it's what you choose to spend your money on. Because I probably yeah. had like an iPod and and like some other bits that I could have scrapped that and bought a laptop with. Yeah. To be fair, I think it was, I think it was, it wasn't, I don't think it was my personal laptop. I think it was a communal family one. Family laptop. With Football Manager on it. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think it was my own. But still, in six years, the six year difference between me and you meant that you didn't have a laptop because they didn't exist because I suppose it was just was it just like normal PCs oh mate like yeah it was like a massive computer under the cupboard and and the yeah. internet didn't even exist um yet um uh, as no a dial-up or anything as a household thing like I remember it being installed it took a while for us and I remember like <laughs> kids in school some people if you were really rich you'd like the parents would have had a second phone line installed so you could be on the internet all the time wow because you had to get off the phone yeah yeah I, remember, I do remember that because you have to pay for it it was like you know you you could be on it for like 30 minutes at a time or whatever yeah um which meant you know over the course of six months you could probably download like one song or something like that <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was it was it, it, but like yeah it was like it was that whole computer under the stairs thing and it was like an yeah. old it was a second hand old x office computer that my so my my other stepbrother on my step my stepdad's side he worked in it and that he got hold of and he gave to us and then he would come around and like install this computer under the stairs and and put some games on it and uh, we had the first one was a spectrum this is pretty terrible I want to ask you, did you did you ever have like those big moments with games where because we when when I say our age, but like we were different eras, I'm guessing. But was was there a point where because we lived with different console generations? So we had like the PlayStation, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Did you ever remember those moments where you you got the new console, you play the game and you were like, whoa. This is this is really good. Like graphically, did you have you have you ever had? Because all my all I can think of is specific games where I'd play it for the first time and go, "Oh my god, this is so realistic." Mm. Well, it wasn't. I probably didn't get start getting back into gaming until um, games started getting a bit more photorealistic. Because I've always so had you never trouble. saw the development. You never saw the development, did you, of the of the games to that stage? No, it was it was like well, you sort of do because you you see it through you know like through the internet, social media, and YouTube and stuff, and and the buzz online of new games coming out here and there, and and like you know having friends that might play games and and sort of see them uh, talking about new games and whatnot, but. Yeah, um, but it, it, to be honest, the first time that that happened, 
was um and i'm gonna sound like such a broken record was 2k 2019 I, that was the time that was when i bought i decided to buy a ps4 again and and like keep hold of it because i'd bought a ps4 the year before and then got rid of it and then bought one again and then got rid of it six months later and then i sort of kept seeing this game that like and i knew that the uh 2k20 was coming out at some point so it's like really recent but really when i when i come to think about it that i I was like i love this sport so much and i'm looking at this game and i can if i just walked in the room i would think that some someone was having a basketball match like the basketball Mm. was on and i was like i remember thinking that i was like like i could accidentally mistake this for just a basketball match and then yeah. and so it made me think like I want to I want to play that game. When I got 2K19, I just played my career and didn't play online for like a year. And as soon as you go through one season on that game, it's like it's great at first and then when you become adjusted to like the graphics and stuff and the new one comes out and you think oh this will be great, this will be much better and it's literally the same game and then you realize you're in the ecosystem. It's incremental, isn't it? It's so it's incremental, incremental yeah. and you just think like it's it's yeah, you you want that big jump and and it's and yeah. I experienced a big big jump because I went from probably the last game that I played probably it was like spider-man like that yeah. was probably the last game yeah. i played before 2k but but was that I the pro- one where you could swing between the buildings in in new york and stuff not the newest newest one that they brought out or the one before that it was like the one before that i think yeah um, i think i know which one you mean was it like spider-man 3 i think or something yeah maybe yeah it's one of those ones that seemed good at the time but if you played it now it would be questionable graphics yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah that jump probably won't happen again for a long time in it well it 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 probably will for in terms of playing different games because i haven't i i haven't even like i've only tipped yeah for you it might for you it might yeah there's so many games that i could could potentially you know open up and be like this isn't what i remember like you know i remember playing a bit of call of duty like back back in the day um, yeah and I imagine you know playing that these days is is completely different. But in terms of like big moments, when when a game has the power to make you go out and buy a console because you want to play that game, that that yeah. eighty pound game or that sixty pound game made you spend five hundred pounds on a console or six hundred pounds on a console, it's yeah. like that's pretty powerful. The reason why I ask about those moments is because like. Went from the the Game Boy to the to the PS One to the sixty four, and the, to be honest, the sixty four like the graphics on, I mean, even now, like you plan Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and and that's an old game now, really old game, but the graphics aren't too bad, you know, at all. Like it's very very playable. You'd be very surprised. It's an open world game as well. It's like the first of its kind, really. In terms of it had a massive map, and you could walk around it. You could get on a horse and ride around it, and you had different zones and different areas and stuff and it was just incredible but i think one of the moments that i I was just like wow was when the the original xbox came out and halo was released and there's a scene at the start of halo where master chief walks into the into the base and he walks past all the officers and you see master chief 
as he is, like taller than everyone else. And the the graphics for me, I'm, I must have watched that a hundred times because I was just amazed at how lifelike it looked and how realistic it looked, the graphics. And then I had similar experiences with like Gears of War and then FIFA titles for me mainly then. I wanted to jump in and just quickly ask you a question because it, it just come, come to mind as you were talking about, yeah. about that then. There's obviously, it's become a lot more of a, of a theme in games where they're a lot more cinematic and there's much more of a storyline yeah. to them. And yeah. a lot more of the games are like cut away. There'll be like scenes, scenes in a movie and it will tell the part of the story that you're not able to play or navigate yeah. it, like with gameplay. Does that enhance the game for you or does it annoy you? That absolutely enhances. There's a, there's a cut scene in um, Ocarina of Time on the 64 where, um, Zelda gets kidnapped by Ganondorf, the the main rival, and she throws the Ocarina of Time into the into the moat as she's being taken, and um, you have to go and obviously get the Ocarina of Time, and then he takes her to the the castle, and and the whole purpose then is that you have to save her, and in that moment, uh, being that young and seeing that cutscene, you feel powerless. And it, it it gives you real kind of motivation to think, oh, I need to get her back, if you know what I mean. I need to complete this mission. Because in that cutscene, he looks so big. Do you think it can be taken too far, far though? Do you think there are games where they utilise the cutscene too much? Or do you think it's like, it's just... I, I, the, only, the only reason I ask is because I think my my brain is probably a bit ancient where I'm... Where, um, Sort of, I sort of thinking like I've paid to play this game, and now you're making me watch a four and a half minute thing that I didn't want to watch. They're normally not that big, are they? Well, it feels like that sometimes. Yeah, I just, I just wonder, like, are there games where where there's instances where people do complain about how long the cutscenes are? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I mean, cutscenes. I think cutscenes should only add to the story or show off something about the game. So in Halo, in the, in the original Halo, Halo Combat Evolved, and that cutscene that I was talking about specifically, that was to show off the power of that game, the cut, the graphical power of that game, that first cutscene. Um, I've never minded them, to be honest. Um, I always see them as just part of the game, but I think sometimes cutscenes and holder like pages can be really frustrating and were really frustrating back in the day because of the loading time of some of the games because the particularly the original Xbox and the 360 because I, I never had a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4 the games were getting so good and graphically powerful that the cutscenes would be so so long uh, not the cutscenes sorry the loading screens would be so so long yeah. so the loading screens being so long almost made the cutscenes okay because that's part of the game. You're seeing part of the game. At least you were seeing some of what was happening. Whereas on the loading screens, it was just right. like a loading page that was really frustrating. So no, it's never been, it's never been a, a, an issue for me. Yeah, interesting. I I think I'm just I'm just a, a cynic at heart. Like I, I'm just. <laughs> it's when you say about like being able to show off the graphical power of the game. I'm not sure I see, you know, being able to show a cutscene with better graphics than in-game play as being like look how good the graphics are but it's not gameplay so that's not how good the graphics are that's how i sort of see it it's like when you see like a cut yeah. scene where it's like the graphics are amazing and it's like it looks amazing all credit to to the developers and the coders and everything like looks amazing 
but then you look you get to the gameplay and it's like half that or like two thirds that and you and I, I think not, I don't think I don't think not I don't think that happens anymore because the the like I don't think that the like the Halo cutscene for example like the the console's only capable of producing so much graphical power so particularly back then so it, there might be a little bit lower but I, I can't remember it being much different I think are you getting confused with like when they show trailers and it says not game footage no no because no that, I, that's... I always it's like games that I play games that like might play on the PS4 or like games that it's always like when they get when you get to a cutscene in like something like I don't know I I don't know. Like I'm out of my death depth, stranding. Really. Like, yeah, yeah, probably death strandings. But but then death strandings is a really good example of like a really beautiful looking game. All cinematic, round. yeah, it's very cinematic. But but um, I fa- I found it really boring to play. Play, but yeah, but it's yeah. it's it is it is be- like beautiful scenery. But I'm I don't know. It's just it's just intrigue on my part. I just wonder like yeah. does it annoy, is it just my the way my brain works or is it like is this something that other people find find to be an issue or is it something that I make up in my head and then think is it something I need to unlearn in my brain? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think I've ever sat in front of a game and thought, oh come on, like because the cutscene is normally used to tell some of a story that you can't tell while you're while you're actually the character, if you see what I mean. Yeah. You need some sort of cutscene to give an overall image of of a situation to be able to tell a story in a in a bit more detail. Um, but maybe maybe let us know in the you know in the comments or let us know on social media if if you hate cutscenes. Yeah, tweet us at Level Up Pod. Tweet us. What do you think about cutscenes? Do they do they add or or do they annoy? At Level Up Pod, be interesting to see what people think. I want to move on to like sports games because for me, like from the original Gran Turismo to the really old Formula One games, I've always loved those kind of racing games and PGR three, um, and then going into football as well, like Pro Evolution Soccer on the Xbox and PlayStation was wasn't very good graphically, and you, even back then it wasn't it wasn't that good comparatively, but the gameplay was so good. And then there was a period of time from just after PES 6, probably, where FIFA overtook it in terms of both graphics and gameplay. I've been FIFA ever since. And there was so many graphical improvements from if you look at FIFA 06 now to FIFA 21, like in FIFA 21 next gen version, you've got like muscle movement in the player's legs. You've got hair movement. You've got individual hair strands on the player's heads, uh, including beards as well. So individual hair follicles on the hair strands on the on the beard, like if you the progress that's been made, and people in the in the FIFA community are still not happy with the gameplay, but graphically, um, the the games have have just become so much so much better than they were. It's pretty similar with like basketball with with two yeah. K as well. Like um... I do remember seeing seeing a basketball game for the first time, and there was like sweat dripping. Yeah, yeah. There is and I was so, like, there's wow, loads... have they done that? They've done loads with things like lighting and how, because it's an indoor sport as well, like lighting and how how the lighting moves around the bodies and yeah, and sweat and hair and skin tones and all sorts of stuff. And it looks really good, like genuinely looks really good. I think there's always complaints with games like this. You can always have complaints, but when you, when you think how far they come and how far they've come and 
and yeah, like there might be one area that's lacking that, you know, maybe wasn't lacking in the last title and it is in this one, but it's all about, it's two steps forward, one step back, like a lot of the time to improve you, you, you have to sort of try different things and sometimes something either slips through the net or, or you have to sacrifice something in order to improve this part. We need to sacrifice on this part or we need to make some other decisions. Generally speaking, when you compare, when you compare like FIFA 21 to FIFA 16, yes, there may be things you like about FIFA 16, but in terms of the overall look, the overall graphics of, of what you're playing, I mean, it's probably going to be night and day in terms of in terms of what they look like. Yeah, and that's that's something that we, is going to be really interesting moving forward because, of course, we've got the next-gen consoles that have come out recently, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S, and we've got huge graphics cards with huge performance in the RTX 3090 and the AMD Radeon series as well. And how how much better can these games become graphically that's going to be something really interesting to see over the next couple of years because like you said that sometimes over the last few years they've been a bit incremental but these consoles have so much more power uh, than in previous generations we haven't even begun to to scratch the surface of what these consoles can do so just to give you an example when the playstation 2 came out the first games on the playstation 2 looked worse than they did on the PlayStation 1 towards the end of its life cycle because developers had rinsed the PlayStation 1 with everything they could to get the best graphical performance. And then when they got to the PS2, they hadn't mastered it yet uh, yeah. at the start. Yeah. So once the, the developers and the and the game makers get hold of the the Series X and the PlayStation 5 properly and really ring its ne- ring their neck in terms of what they can get out of them. It, it, I'd be interested to see just how good how good these games can be. Cuz it's not just the it's not just the the power as much as it is the the tools out there that are available to actually build these these things like we're so much more advanced as a people to be able to recreate graphics that are um, lifelike in terms of film, in terms of games, the way light reflects off skin versus how it reflects off glass versus how it reflects off tile. We're so much more advanced at, at being able to do that. Talking about ray tracing as a concept with the with the light. Yeah, and the, there's just so much more available and there's, and we're so much better at it and we've developed programs over the years that can do it fl- almost flawlessly to the point where you just wonder where the ceiling is. And if even if there is one to the point where it just looks like, can you even tell the difference between that and real life, I guess? And then yeah, and then a yeah. whole nother scary conversation has to happen. There there is there is um there are a few threads on Twitter, uh, like is this a game or is this real life? And some of the it, some of them are very, very difficult to tell the difference even now. So it'd be really interesting to see to see where that goes. But what I would like to do with you, Matt, I'm sure everyone listening as well would like to do is to play some of my favorite games from like the past, like go through some of the experiences that I did and see what your thoughts are. Cause it, it would be your first time uh, experiencing different things. And yeah. it'd be really interesting for you to play like these games, like, you know, the, the old yeah. Pokemon games. Yeah, I and, think it would be good. Um, 
I think it would be uh, and would be fun. Like we haven't even touched on Goldeneye, which is an unbelievable game. Like obviously based on the the, the Bond film. Um, have you have you ever played that, or have you seen have you seen anything? Uh, I think I, I think I've been in a room when someone's played it, um, but I've never actually played it. <laughs> it was the first game you could dual wield weapons in it, right? So you could have two weapons equipped. I know that it's got a good rap. Like I know that everyone everyone loves it, and it's got a lot of nostalgia based around it as, as being one of the best games ever. Because it seems like you've gone from like you know the Game Boy to no, sorry, the P- a PC to a Game Boy to Spider-Man <laughs> to NBA and then to Death Stranding. Like, it seems that you've got a massive chunk of, of a of Yeah, a, of I've a got to fill in the out. blanks, haven't I? I've got to fill in the gaps, yeah. There's, all, there's loads missing. I mean, I did, I, I, I did try to learn how to play Age of Empires, but I just role-playing games like that are just not my, yeah. not my thing. Did you ever play that just on PC? Just coming to me. Did you ever play that pod racing game, the Star Wars pod racing game on PC? No, it was a racing game built. I built remember on, it. You know the pod racing in yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, I remember um, it. I did play a Star Wars game actually. It was Battlefront. No, no, no. Ah, oh, it was on PC. It was on a PC. I played a oh, okay. Star Wars game. Like re- this is like probably two thousand and three or something like that, two thousand and four. Mm. Oh, I tell you what, I did used to play that I liked on PC. Oh, here we go. And this is, I think, a good one. <laughs> if I can remember the name of it, Half Life. Oh yeah, okay. Mate, Half-Life. I loved yeah. Half Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a fantasy game. That's a escapism game, isn't it? That's that's yeah. I like. I don't like. It bucks the trend, my friend. <laughs> that rhymed. I didn't, didn't mean Did that. No, I'm sure you do because you edited the episode when we talked about um, CS:GO with Nicholas in one of our previous episodes. Counter Strike is based off half a mod, a Half Life mod. So it, it is practically Half Life CS:GO. That well, that makes me want to play it. I used to love that game. I don't know why. I, I've never played it. I think it was. I think it was because you had to figure stuff out. It was more like a lateral thinking game. That was probably exactly what it was. I, I like things that are lateral thinking. And you had to figure stuff out. And, and it wasn't just like, a, oh, here's an alien, kill it. Yeah. It was like there was all this suspense, but you had to figure stuff out. Yeah. It was a clever, it's a clever game. Yeah. I guess like it, it had a good story to it as well. But it was probably, that was probably the, what like one of the games that I, that is buried in, in my psyche somewhere as being, probably did have an impact on me somewhere i've just uncovered it now so i'm probably gonna have to go and find it and play it <laughs> while we're on that subject because i've never played half-life um I, it is on my list it's on my list um i'm going to go through some of the games other games i've never played before um so feel free to roast me uh on at level up pod for games i've not played but they're on my list so apologies i've been very busy uh I've never played Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Neither have I. I've never played uh, Mass Effect 2. I've never played Red Dead Redemption. That's on my list. Apologies, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, One massive, massive franchise that I've never, ever, ever played, and I don't understand why, because it seems like I would love everything about it, is Final Fantasy. Neither have I. I've never played any final fantasy game well you're going to say that with every game aren't you 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just like to join in, you know? I like to be part okay, of the Okay, yeah. No, feel free, group. feel free, yeah. Feel free. I've never played. I'm just going through, like, the best games ever made, uh, like a list. To be fair, I've, I've played most of them, just a, just a few that I've never played. Like, some of the some of the ones on the list, I'm sure you'll, you'll be on there, but Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Grand Theft Auto V, Minecraft, Ocarina of Time, Portal 2, Half-Life 2, Resident Evil, Red Dead Redemption, Super Mario 64, Dark Souls, God of War, GoldenEye, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Batman, Arkham City. That is an amazing game. Uh, Bioshock, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 3, um, Metal Gear Solid. Do you watch Do you watch every... Like, we talked about films earlier, didn't we, in regards to... Um, video games um yeah. do you uh, can if you can think of like your favorite films and connect them with video game are any of any of them connected to a video game at all do you think well i mean it's gonna make me sound like i'm not really that into films but i'm like a, i'm a big marvel fan like i do i do enjoy marvel stuff and so i've played anything that's pretty much marvel based again like spider-man the newer miles morales spider-man which is really good actually and i i did download the avengers game but <sighs> leaves that's a lot got to, very very mixed reviews yeah it leaves a lot to be to desired if i'm honest like yeah it, it's yeah uh, it, it's like i'd rather play spider i'd rather play the spider-man game no like, it's again you know. i haven't got i haven't got a playstation unfortunately so i haven't uh i haven't yet played that but it, uh, that is on my on my, I can hear you. I can hear you screaming at me, people listening. But it is on my list, honestly, to uh, to play. It's so. just, it's, it's just, it just, it just misses the mark. I think. Yeah, uh, I think that just about wraps it up. I think we've 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 covered pretty much everything we wanted to cover in talking about you know our relationship with gaming and how different it is. And I think it's really interesting to hear from from Matt how I can't imagine how video games aren't a huge part of your life. So for for someone to to hear that that it wasn't growing up is is really interesting, and it will be it will be really interesting as we as we do this podcast more and more, and as we expand into different things. Um, I think we should we should get Matt playing some old games, and uh, be really interesting to hear his fresh thoughts on it, like without any clue about what to expect. So uh, I think we might do that over the next few months and years. What do you what do you say, Matt? Oh yeah, totally. See, I'm learning how you can fall in love with gaming. That's what I'm excited about because it was something that never occurred to me. That's where it's interesting for me. I get to do that now fully conscious as an adult, which is something I never I never thought would happen. So yeah, mate, I'm up for it. Brilliant. I'm definitely going to hold you to that. And uh, <laughs> let us know um, if you can tweet us at Level Up Pod and let us know what games you would like Matt to play first, whether it's some of the games we've discussed or a game we haven't discussed and you feel we should discuss it and Matt should play it, let us know. We'll, uh, I'm sure it can be arranged. But uh, Matt, thanks for joining me. No worries. Really appreciate your time. Uh, another a very different episode, but I really hope you enjoyed it and we'll speak again next week. Thank you for listening to Level Up, the esports and gaming show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Level Up Pod, where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon.